0: Hello and welcome. This is a new spin on autism, Answers. And I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host. And today, well, Mother's Day is around the corner. So today, we're going to call it Mother's Day Mayhem, a.k.a., sure, it's got gluten, but it's also got motivation. So now you have a clue as to what we're going to talk about. remember, this is the place where we go beyond awareness, to the world of, let's just make some stuff up and get some answers so we know how to proceed. Okay, so, because otherwise you run around like a chicken with your head cut off going, what do I do, what do I do? And there's a million things to try. you got to find a way through that mess, and we're here to help you with that mayhem. All right, Mother's Day mayhem. Mother's Day is on the way, and I think there are many of us who deserve a fantastic Mother's Day. So to all of us, happy Mother's Day! My name is Lynette Louise. I'm excited to bring the guest that's coming up. And before, you know, as a means of kind of setting that up, oh, 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 I almost forgot. Don't don't you dare turn the show off before the end, because we always want you to listen to Okay, Okay, Okay. It's the Great Guest Giveaway and Stories from the Road, where we wrap it all up and make it all makes sense the question starts here and the answer is delivered there so today's question is the diet worth the stress that's my question and i'm going to set up our guests a little bit so when i was raising my children you know i'm in the middle of all this mess with all these kids eight kids is a lot of kids um and lots of them you know challenged special Uh, actually they were all special and uh I didn't know what to do. There was no information. And the first thing I think that gave me sort of a beacon of light, something to focus on, was diet. Not because anyone was doing it, but because um, I heard someone talk about a child who had a problem with dairy and ended up able to talk after going off dairy. Not an autistic child, just a child who had a severe allergy. And I thought, what the heck, let's try that. And I started investigating diet and came up with macrobiotics. Now, since then, of course, the world of diet has changed, especially in respect to autism. And there are so many varieties of of diets to choose from. GFCF, gluten-free, casein-free, is the most commonly um, embraced. And there's versions of that. So, of course, what became, what was my beacon of light has become a great confusion for parents. Once again, they're like, okay, now that diet's been discovered, which one do I pick? Um, So, you know, (laughs) the good becomes the bad. The bad becomes the pendulum swing like the pendulum do. Anyways, I'm going to talk to Ashley, and we're going to get, because she definitely belongs in a Mother's Day show. She's got a huge huge story. And we're going to uh, talk to her about that and get some of her ideas and feelings about diet. So, Ashley, thank you so much for being yes.
1: here. Thank you.
0: Oh, thank you for being here. So, first, nobody knows anything about you. So, I, all I did was say your name. So, why do you belong in the world of Mother's Day mayhem?
1: <laughs> well, um, I... Um, a young mother of, um, we have three kids, my husband and I, and two of them um, have both been diagnosed with autism, my two-year-old and my three-year-old, and so we have definitely benefited from um, a gluten-free, casein-free diet. Um, We also do uh, no high fructose corn syrup, we do uh no red or yellow dyes and um that seems to be working really good for us. I know I think, that I think
0: it's so interesting, you know, because it's pretty easy to say to people, uh, gluten free, casein free. But mm-hmm. you could be having gluten free, casein free and eating tons of nitrates and tons of you know, the exactly. oh my god, corn syrup. Tell them why you don't do corn
1: mm-hmm. syrup. Well, corn syrup is linked to a lot of um, behavior disorders. Um, one of the big ones is ADHD. Um, and then I know some new studies have come out uh, recently linking it to other health disorders such as um, bone deficiency and, and so on. Um, so that's one reason we don't do that. And I, uh, as soon as we started eliminating that, that was one of the last things we eliminated from the diet of our kids. And we just really noticed that behaviors starting to taper off, some hyperactivity started to taper off. And so now, for the most part, we have some pretty mellow toddlers, which isn't often heard of. So we contribute that greatly to the diet that we have them on. So
0: tell me, do you guys do the whole family night, do the diet or just the children?
1: Um, no, but we, we had that discussion, my husband and I, in the beginning, um, and I felt that, you know, it was something that the whole family should do. Uh, um, you know, when my husband and I go on a date, we might eat something that we normally wouldn't eat at home. But while we're at home, you know, we didn't want our children to feel deprived. We didn't want them to, See us eating something and and want some of that and and not be able to have that and plus I think it's just you know if you want your kids to do something that is going to benefit their health and I think you need to be the front runner in setting that example so that's why we we live by the diet as well.
0: I'm I'm very I'm very pro that because I feel like if you're saying, this is healthier, it's, you don't have to have autism to be benefited by, I mean, bone disease is be related to autism. So exactly. If, if you believe that you've found something that's healthier, why in mm-hmm. heaven's name would you say, I only want you to be healthy, we don't count.
1: Exactly. My husband and I, that um, when, because obviously we um, don't have any form of autism, um, but when we started eliminating those things from our diet as well, I felt, um, you know, a ton more of energy. I was no longer tired come mid-afternoon. I felt like I could, um, you know, I was more clear-headed. Um, it was great. I, I definitely noticed myself an improvement. And so, you know, and that kind of furthered our agenda in pushing the diet with our kids because we, we said, you know, well, if we notice a difference, um, my, one of my toddlers with autism, she's nonverbal. And so she's unable to communicate with us, you know, what foods bother her or, or um, so on. And so, you know, we said that if we feel a difference with this diet, you know they must feel it, especially being so young and their immune system and their body is still developing and their brain is still developing. I mean, everything, your brain is a magnet when you're that young. Everything you put into your body um, it circulates back and and so for a child that 's still developing and the brain growth i mean about you know a large percentage of it happens by the by the age of eight and so I mean we felt like it was the best the best thing for their health right. and for so, our so just to
0: clarify for people your brain sure. is um your especially your frontal lobes are migrating all the way up until you're seven, eight years old, and um, mm-hmm. so migrating neurons in the brain, it's, what it is is that you have your neurons and they have to be sort of taken into position, they decide what they're going to be, they actually have the ability to become whatever, whatever type of neuron until they you know, find their location and make their choices and start to connect, there's all kinds of chemicals and stuff going on in there, doing the guiding and the positioning, And um, if during that period of time, during your developmental stages, that's some of what they mean when they say developmental stages, if during that period of time you have an onslaught of chemicals or, um, well, anything that's neurotoxic, obviously, I mean, this is like a no-brainer, you're going to have affected the building you made. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. saying, well, let's use this rotting wood, or let's use this really good wood, but let's put a bunch of termites with it. Exactly. So, you know, you can't build a building that way, and you can't build a brain that way. So basically, exactly. that's what she means by uh, your brain is still growing and building. Um, okay, so I have to do this little interruption. Ashley, I'm going to come back um, with a question, so I'm going to warn you while I sure. you going to talk. Uh, you said... Obviously, we don't have any form of autism, and I, and I want mm-hmm. to come back to that off of break because most of the families, maybe all of the families that I've been into, mm-hmm. there are diagnoses outside of autism inside the yeah. family, and there's yeah. all kinds of reasons um, and genetic connecting, especially with a particular enzyme in the brain that relates. Um, you know, bipolar and ADHD and various types of brain disorders. And often I see parents or siblings that have one of those, but maybe not autism. So we're going to come back and say, have another look at your family and tell me what you've seen. All right, we are a new spin on Autism Answers. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host. We're having a great time today. We're doing Mother's Mayhem, a.k.a. Sure, it's got gluten, but it's also got motivation, which I'll have to come back to with with Ashley as well. Um, We're speaking with Ashley, a mother extraordinaire who's attacking diet and amongst many other things with her um, autistic siblings, oh, not sorry, autistic children. Um, Remember to hang out because we're gonna have OK, OK, the great guest giveaway, and it's gonna follow the theme of the day about helping your body and brain to be healthier. So you gotta stay for that. And at the very end, of course, of course, of course, of course, the answer to the question that we've already asked comes in stories from the road. All right, Ashley, we're back with you. Okay, so what do you think about that? Anything in your house that's uh, maybe not autism, but, you know, well, come on, come on, tell us about it.
1: <laughs> um, well, definitely there are some um um, you know, mental health issues within our extended family. Um, we have um, we have ADHD uh, in our family, in my extended family, and then um, my husband. There are some bipolar um, diagnosis within his uh, siblings. Well, one of his siblings, um, and then I believe another cousin. Um, and there is also autism with his cousins as well, um, with three of his cousins in different families. Um, and so that is definitely. Okay.
0: So clearly that, and that, that is what I see to be true. I mean, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's an awful lot of, throwing up the hand, saying what's causing this, and it really just looks like mm-hmm. cumulative brain disorder effects with toxins and genetics and everything. We're just kind of morphing, and it's kind of scary. Okay, yeah. so good. I'm glad you didn't make a liar out of me. <laughs> <laughs> no. So let's ask about something Nolik. So when you visit with um, relatives or friends, what do you do about diet?
1: Um, well, we have had to explain to family um, I think some of it, I'm um, I'm a registered nurse, uh, um, I majored in mental health, and so I've had to have some kind of educational conversations, um, and I guess defending why we do what we do with our kids, and so after, after a few of those... Really? I
0: can't believe that you mean <laughs>
1: people actually take exception to some of your choices.
0: That never happens. <laughs>
1: Yes. Well, after a few of those conversations, um, you know, the family is somewhat accepting. Um, you know, my husband comes from a family where they love to eat out. So anytime, you know, we get together with a family, we know that we're going to have to eat out. Um, and so you know, when we go to a restaurant, a lot of it is asking questions, you know, through the waiter to the cook, um, or sometimes, you know, we just do fruit and corn chips, or, um, you know, it's, you know, just depends, I guess, where you're going, or um, but yes, we've definitely had to have a few conversations with the family because uh, some of the family members don't feel that it's uh, beneficial to do with a child so young. Yeah, it's, so. it's
0: interesting. I want to tell you a quick story. So, I, um, first of all, corn chips, let me hit on that. Uh, GMOs, corn, uh, you're okay with corn chips?
1: Um, yes, we haven't noticed any reactions with our kids. That's a, you know, that's a touchy subject for some parents. Um, but if your child doesn't have any reaction, we haven't noticed any behavior issues or um, you know, any allergies in the testing that we've done That that. Okay. Would I, be love that. Problem.
0: I love that because in fact, if you follow every bit of advice, you can't even breathe air. Exactly. So you have to have some means by which you make your choices.
1: Exactly. And if
0: it's about your children's behavior, then at least you're individualizing it because there's not very many things that you could choose to eat or drink or, you know, Mm -hmm. you really would be limited. So that's great. Um, So when I was first doing, we, like I said, we used macrobiotics for a while back there, and I did notice a lot of benefits with the kids. And They went to school, and my one daughter, the nurse took her in and said, oh, you're going to be poisoned by this, and you're going to be, you know, your mom's making you very unhealthy, and she's an impressionable age. So she came home all depressed, and I'm hurting her, and I'm like, oh, my Lord. And it was true. There were stories of people who had taken macrobiotics to the extreme, and they'd only eaten brown rice, but that isn't macrobiotics, and it doesn't matter. I'm not even macrobiotic anymore. The point was that to do that to the child as if that's going to somehow benefit the situation. This is a powerless child. They're going to be fed by their family in the way that their family chooses. So I'm speaking to the world right now that's listening. Please do not create this kind of rift between the family who is making choices the best way they know how and, and the child, because if they see you arguing about the food, guess what they think, right? Now, has any of that shown up for you or are your kids too young? Tell us your kids' ages.
1: Um, we have a four-month-old baby, and we have uh, my two-year-old daughter. She is um, borderline severe autistic. And then my three-year-old son, he has PDD-NOS, which is on the higher um, – you know, end of the spectrum of autism.
0: I always think that's funny it's supposed to be, but my PDD-NOS person is the one <laughs> who's the, still at home and all the rest got better and went yeah. out into the world. So um, mm-hmm. maybe the diagnoses aren't perfectly done. Um, all right, so here's my question. You know, when you take them out as they get older and as the uh, the rest of the world's way of eating becomes more and more of an issue, how are you, have you got thoughts about that or have you already been dealing with that? if they really want a particular food or are they not wanting it?
1: Um, You know, we so as for right now, we we raise them, you know, they're incapable of, you know, making, I guess, choices that are beneficial to their health given their age. Um, So we make those choices for them. But as they get older, you know, we believe in allowing our kids as many choices um, as we can give them that are appropriate. But I think we do have instances sometimes where we also we we don't do dairy with our kids as well. And so a lot of it for us was really just finding shortcuts. You know, if my son comes to me and says, you know, I want ice cream, I have a recipe for that that I make that's gluten-free, it's casein-free, it's dairy-free. Um, and so you know if there if there ever is something that they want. I have you know kind of made it my duty being his mother to um, to make sure that my kid doesn't feel deprived. And so I've, you know, spent a lot of time researching on the Internet different substitutes, I guess. And and I've tried these recipes myself before I try to, you know, pass them off on my family to make sure they don't taste <laughs> like cardboard. But, so, I mean, we definitely find shortcuts, Um so, I mean, that's really what I do. I I never cave um, because I, I know the benefits and I know the repercussions. And although he may be telling me that he wants something, Um, you know, I know that he's not going to feel good later. And so I have to kind of weigh those choices in my mind because, of course, I love my kid, and he looks adorable when he asks me for things, and I, you know, feel terrible when I have to say no, but in the end, what makes me feel better is knowing that if I do give in to that, he's not going to feel so good later, and then I'm not going to feel so good. So, um, you know, you really just have to, I guess, weigh your options if you have that time to find the shortcuts, um, the substitutes, and there's plenty of great recipes out there that you can substitute anything your kid wants. So. Okay, so now
0: you ha- you came to this with a little bit of training, which is probably very useful because it probably helps you to kind of, you know, wade through the uh, milieu of messy uh, mm-hmm. promises out there. So. Do you have a location where people, like, do you blog? Do you do anything like that that people could check and see your ideas from?
1: I do. Um, I have, um, shortly after my kids uh, were diagnosed with autism, I took my grieving time, and then, um, you know, I went ahead and set up an autism blog because I had a really difficult time finding a blog out there, Being new, when I was new at the time, I'm still kind of new to the autism uh, community. But I had a really hard time finding a blog that had everything that I needed at one place, like information for um, IEPs and recipes. If you did want to do a gluten-free, casein-free diet or, you know, what have you, or safety products for your kids, because we deal with things, we parents with children on the spectrum, deal with things that, you know, the average parent does not have to to deal with. And so, yeah, it's, yeah. It's crazy, but um, I my blog is called There's Tulips in Holland, um, and on there I have activities that you can do with your your child, um, sensory activities. I have gluten free, casein free, high fructose corn syrup free uh, recipes. I I know I really need to come up with my own acronym for that. But um so we and then we I have blogging that I do just of our everyday life and I have information on there for um what you should know before you go in for your child's IEP meeting. Oh and this so is awesome. and so, do they yeah.
0: just do they just uh google there's tulips in Holland or what? The... Yeah,
1: you can just go on Google and type in there's tulips in Holland and it'll bring up my blog and everything is there. That's
0: really awesome, Ashley. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna close on this one thing. So um, when I was doing this, you know, because you, you refer to there's so much and it's overwhelming and there's all these different things. And I remember at one point, I just kept saying, I did not become a mother to become a secretary. I don't want to fill out another form. I don't want an answer to answer another And can you not keep this file organized? Yes. And I just felt like I was spending all my time administrating my children's lives while they were in school, which I later took them out. But at that point, I was overwhelmed by secret- secretarial demands, and I felt like I wasn't having any time with the kids. So for me, that was the thing where on Mother's Day, I would have loved it if somebody came and filled out all my forms for me, to yeah. follow me around and, with the forms and ask my answers you know, while I played with the kids. So often I tried to get people to do that sort of thing. In fact, Tasara, who connected us, would sit at the computer while I walked behind her dictating. So um, <laughs> I got my help from within because she's my daughter. But I'm going to ask you, so your kids are little, and <laughs> you're dealing with all these different things, and Mother's Day is coming. What would be the greatest relief for you? What would be the best gift you could get?
1: Um, Honestly, I think a date night would be good. Um, (laughs) Would you like a different date or would you like to take your (laughs) husband? (laughs) Um, Yeah, probably my husband, something that doesn't involve, you know, taking all three kids because that's kind of the gist of our date is it's a family date, so i probably have to say a date night. Okay, and you want an
0: overnight <laughs> date night? Come on, we're putting this out into the universe. <laughs> we're going to make it happen. What does ask sure. get Mother's dad? Overnight date night. All an right, overnight well. date night, that would be great. <laughs> okay, so anybody who's listening that's a man, an in-law, a best friend, or a relative of any kind that can babysit, <laughs> this is probably a common require, request, even if they're – single parenting it's still like a date night so come on get in there and help these people out for Mother's Day I never had a, anybody helping me out but my own kids so I'd really like to spread a little bit more generosity in the world Ashley thank you for being willing is there anything thank you. You this, this is your moment to we're going to sign off but before that I want you to just share something that you think some epiphany that has happened for you that's made your life better or easier or just something you want to say to people
1: Sure, um, oh, boy, yeah, it's an emotional roller coaster twenty four seven you know you just you have to do what's best for your kids, you're gonna have friends and family um you know and strangers that try to tell you what to do with your kids, and you know you're gonna have all these studies, you know all these studies come out about autism and what causes it and Um, You know, they're just grasping at straws and they leave you thinking, you know, if it was something that you did that was wrong. Um, And so I think, you know, you have to push all of that to the side and, you know, at the end of every day, I hug my kids a little bit tighter because, you know that's that's what you're left with, and you have to find what works for your family. You have to find what works for you, and just know that what works for another family may not may not work for you. But and then it's think, an
0: ever-changing landscape. What's working exactly. for you now with your kids being toddlers is probably going to be very different from what's working when your exactly. kids are preteens and stuff. And too often, folks. Um, they hear, perhaps, maybe on a podcast like this, they hear about what you're doing, and they're dealing with, a, you know, a near adult, and they go, oh, I can't manage the diet, and then they start judging themselves, and really, you have to look at the whole picture. You have to take it all into consideration. So, Yay. Thank you for being here, Ashley. I really, really appreciate it. And we've tried to connect before, so I'm glad we finally pulled it off. I think you're hiding in a closet so there's no noise. You can now leave the closet yes. and go back to your children. Thanks. It's the theme of the show. We've all had to hide in the closet at some point. So. Nice. All right, honey, thank you so much. Okay, 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 okay. It is time for the great guest giveaway. And today we have more than one great guest. We have two. Great guests. So, this should be really exciting and maybe a little bit noisy. I haven't tried it this way before, you know, where there's two people talking plus me, and it could be be nuts. All right, I think they're laughing already. So, here you go. We've got um, two wonderful people, Ronald Walton and Gabby DeVelbis, and they're going to talk to us about a product called ImmunoCal. Now, remember, I don't know that much about any of the products that we bring on here. It's up to our guests to get us excited and get you wanting to find out about it and try it and then tell me what you thought. So let's start with Ronald Walton. Can you please explain what your product is?
2: Well, what a Munich Cal is, referred to as an undenatured whey isolate. Now to put that in, a, a, I guess, a simpler term is that it's been unaltered. It's derived from an organic milk and what they do is they extract the cysteine out of the milk as an isolate. Now, what's important to understand is that the cysteine is what your body uses to make its own antioxidant, which is called glutathione. Now, Glut- glutathione is made inside each cell. Uh, okay, so, about- and
0: that's, that's exciting, Ronald. It's, it's exciting to know that, that it's very much a scientific product. But before we make everybody wear their brains, you know, on their shoulders and really listen with their neurons, what brought you to this particular product? What got you excited about it in the first place? Well,
2: when I first was introduced to it it was by a family member and it you know for about six seven months uh, was after me you know you got to take a look at this you got to take a look at this and he had told me about it enough about it that it piqued my interest when he, the product was developed in Montreal at McGill University and the researcher that was involved in it had done quite a few trials and had shown that, it had, that what it does is enhance the immune system. Okay, and that's
0: exciting, especially from my families that are listening, because as everyone knows, when you're talking about autism, you're talking about immune system dysfunctions all over the place. Okay, yeah, so go well, on.
2: Well, what he had handed me was the clinical study that was done on cancer. which which involved all the teaching hospitals across Canada from Vancouver to Montreal. And I hadn't even gone halfway through it, and I had decided that I was going to go on this. Uh, Personal reasons, I had lost my own mom to cancer, and I had other family members. But in further investigation, finding out just exactly what it was, And the premise behind it was to have your own body do what it was designed to do, defend itself by providing it with the tool that it needed to do it.
0: Well, that already is, you know, right up my alley because I work with uh, Biofeedback for the Brain and I see the most miraculous things by simply telling the brain how to do something and how to work optimally for itself so I love the idea of getting the body to heal itself I want to mention to people by the way that I'm looking at the website um, under what is Immunical, and the way you're answering it sounds like it's just in Canada but here it says that it's uh, medically recognized in the physician's desk reference so that's also the USA which is very cool Um, and it's worldwide correct
2: uh, there's worldwide patents there are four patents in Canada five in the U.S., and the patents are for patents of use. Uh, So nobody else can produce this particular product. Uh, I mean, I refer to it as a product, but but what it can do, there's been well over 33 clinical studies, and currently, and I I believe I had sent a a pilot study on uh, autism Mm -hmm. to you. Now, there is currently one in Texas and I believe it's almost a year in already, and it's going for two years. Uh, Which
0: is very exciting.
2: Well, I was like so impressed by everything that I've read on it. And these are clinical studies that have proven that it actually raises the immune system, gets your body doing what it's supposed to do on a cellular level. And it, it's commonly referred to as a precursor. So it's not that it does it. It's that it provides your body what it needs to do it itself.
0: So, and it also helps with detoxification,
3: correct?
2: Absolutely. Uh, Glutathione is what your body makes its own antioxidant inside the cell to remove toxins. I think Gabby would.
0: All right, it's time to go over to Gabby. And Gabby's actually going to bring in the autism piece really. Strong and personal. So, hey, Gabby, it's time for you to start talking about science here.
3: Yes. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm a mother of two autistic boys, um, which were diagnosed with very severe, both very severe, and um, I myself am a cancer survivor. And um, I tried. I, um, I met Ron, and Ron introduced me to this product. I was interested in it because. You no, know, in the in, with the autism community, we know those uh, going to the den doctor and having the IVs, and it, it was so getting too expensive, and I couldn't afford the IVs. And I know that the the glutathione one, IVs were doing awesome on my friends' kids, and um and also my my son, I I was able to do it once, and it did do a lot of good. But unfortunately, my we're low income and single <laughs> single income family. And so it was really hard for us. We there was no way we were going to be able to to afford it. And and be, because we've um you know most of all like 80% of our income goes towards the kids supplements right, mostly
0: of course. I mean, this is such a common story, isn't it?
3: Yeah. And um well, I I introduced my children Can I before me. you continue with about your children, can you tell me what type of cancer you had? I had lymphatic cancer. Wow, that's a big one. Lymphoma type B, and it was non-Hodgkin's. So it was a very, very, very severe form. Um, I had a 75% chance of dying. Actually, that's what the doctor told me. And um, I was real. After the chemo and radiation, I was left with very. uh, I gained so much weight because they put me on on steroids. Um, I was in, in um, a lot of pain because I had I was left with fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue, and I was not feeling really good at all. And that's when I started using Immunical, and Immunical turned everything around. I lost the weight. I feel awesome. I have this energy that I didn't have when <laughs> probably even before the
0: cancer. And did I, you did you start it on your children at the same time that you started helping yes. yourself
3: with it? Yes. For, well, first I started on the boys. Because I wanted them to be, you know, as parents, parent, you know, first, the, first the kids, and then, um, then the, then I started taking it, and then I started getting better and better, and that's when I, you know, decided to keep it on board too, because it, I am, I am doing awesome. I'm, I have no more pain, and I've I do Zumba classes, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was unheard of for me. I have this unheard energy that I've had I've never had before I feel so good um, and I think it's you know just just you know um, nutrition which is what we're talking about you know okay
0: so I mean I mean it is possible I can take my mind there and say well maybe you had a very you know unhealthy system leading up to the diagnosis of cancer and then you had the chemo, and you would have had a natural healing curve anyways. And, you know, I could be all the naysayer about this and say that you would have maybe been feeling where you're feeling now because there's no way for us to know. But what we can know and what I can ask you um, is with all the different things you tried with your children, and it sounds like you tried quite a few, am I right?
3: Yeah, we did. Okay, you so did tell Dan, me get, Yasko did everything.
0: Okay, so give me give me like a, a comparison in the degree of change that you saw and then tell me what you mean by that. Like what
3: what did you see? Well, you know, I've done Dan. I did um, and it was very it was it was you know, helping but it was very slow and very expensive. Then I did Yasco which also was very expensive and those, because there was a lot of genetic testing and a lot of supplements that were very expensive and um it was very I, like i said, it was very slow you know it it would it was like one step forward two steps two steps back one step forward two steps back and it was kind of that way cuz there's a lot of detox and um finally when i i i added the the munical that's when i really like saw it go through the roof my children immediately started um you know joshua was already my oldest was already Starting to talk, but he 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 had uh, apraxia. He How old is he? A lot of, he's an eight now. And, and at this time, when at this start? time he was talking, but he was not able to make sentences like uh, more than two words. You know, two mm-hmm. three words at the most. Now he's doing awesome. The school he's he's exceeded all his uh, IEPs in record time. He went from a very severe child, and he's now very high functioning. And um, the teacher says that he's very atypical because for for an autistic child, he doesn't um, he's he's not uh, as rigid. He's more, very affectionate, and she hasn't seen that in the other kids. Even though they, you know, they're high functioning, they don't see that. Usually, the high functioning kids have this. Um, like problems with um emotional uh, stress, and that's what you know i I've seen my kids very affectionate very very now, were uh, your
0: children before you started using this product? were they rigid and then they oh yeah more flexible? Yeah, yeah very but you saw a change
3: yeah yeah they they were very rigid, they own like they would only um, you, you you had to do things a certain way, it was their way or the highway. And once they, it was like, um, it was their rules. Once, they, once, the, once you did it one way, it was that way. And you couldn't do it a different way, and he, they would just not have it. <laughs> okay. And that, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> okay, so it
0: sounds like you're getting great benefits, and you personally oh, yeah. got great benefits. What do you think the science behind that is?
3: Well, basically, these children are intoxicated. They're intoxicated. Um, in my case, I can tell you it was a vaccine. My children were. Joshua was vaccinated at the hospital. The first vaccine was a hippie, and after the Hep, they took him to the nursery. When they came back, he was on like on fire. He couldn't stop crying and he was screaming bloody murder. And that um, he wouldn't. And after that, he wasn't able to digest the proteins. He couldn't digest milk. They couldn't. I mean, there was no milk. They finally had to put him on soy because uh, he couldn't digest any other proteins. And then we had to put a that. Uh, then we had to put a change in from the soy to the one that had um, uh, the 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 pre-digested proteins. Okay. And it was really really horrible. I mean, it was five five months where I thought I was going to go crazy because the child would not stop crying at all. Gabby, I
0: get it. I get it. I get it. I wish we could go on about. Uh, yeah. Your personal story because we all have this story and we learn something from each other every time. Yeah. But we have exactly one minute. Well so I need <laughs> yeah, I need you up. guys to kinda give me one last like sound bite science piece and then tell our people because this is the okay, okay, okay great guest giveaway. So we need you to offer up something.
3: Well that would well, be fun. Go ahead.
2: Okay, I'll take a look after this part. Uh well, Aminotech has its own uh what they call wellness starter packs and stuff. And what it what they give is a, a box of the Aminocal Platinum, a box of the regular. They give this uh, concentrated cherry juice and you know the shaker cups and stuff. Uh they've discounted that to 259 and what I'll do is I'll even cut that in half and pay half myself for the people that are interested in coming on.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, how would they get a hold of you, and how what, what's the way to check it out?
2: Well, they can email me at ronwalton at emmy.com, or they can go on to com slash ronwalton and go to contact me and leave me their name.
0: Okay, that's awesome. And one last moment here. If you have a piece of advice, one special thing that you want to tell people that you think will help them, what is it? Anybody, anybody?
3: just try it and let it do its thing.
0: Thank you guys Please, for being on. I really, really appreciate it. And hopefully we'll get some people to try your product and let me know how great it is. All right, thanks. That was Gabby and Ron, Gabby debelvis I hope I said that right, and Ronald Walton. All right, folks, so we've looked at the immune system. We've talked a little bit about diet and its challenges, and now it is time for Stories from the Road. I'm going to talk about two different things. One is my son and one is a boy I work with. My son Rye, who lives on his own now. He's a bit quirky, but he's really, really doing well, and he's always impressing me with the wise things, he says. At one point, while he was living on his own, um, he was having difficulty with uh, periods of perseveration and periods where he would get depressed. And, And so I told him that I thought that he should probably lay off of gluten and dairy, um, he wasn't so willing to lay off the dairy, so he decided to lay off the gluten and eventually also the dairy. He did this on his own, uh, his, you know, as far as he's controlling his own diet, he buys his own food, um, and it became the thing that we used to explain his periods of perseveration and depression. And so he would call me and say, oh, I made a mistake, I don't feel good, and I think it's that Piece of birthday cake. I took a bite of. So now he had a a thing he could point to, something he could say, "Oh, that's that's why." And so I'd say, "Oh, well, be careful, don't do that." And what kind of groceries are you buying? And we'd talk it out, and he'd get through it. Cut to uh, several years of this. He uh, talked two years about, um, and he was here with me visiting at my home, and and we were shooting a movie actually, and I was buying pizza for everybody. And I thought to myself that this whole gluten-free, casein-free excuse had become what had once become something for him to feel better, and point to as to blame, and then say, "Okay, I won't do that," and sort of help him make sense of the world, had become a crutch. And this is common: things that work at one point become a crutch later. So, I, if you're listening, you're hearing that I'm not sure he was ever bothered by dairy and gluten. I really think I did this as a behavioral choice for him, but it might have. At any rate, uh, we're having a wrap party, and all the people are there, and I'm buying pizza, and he, he gets kind of clouded over in depression. And, and I'm like, you know, Ryan, I think you can stop feeling jealous of everyone else who's eating the pizza because I think you are healed. This is a purposeful thing that I said, because if he believes he's healed, voila, he will be. And so we decided that when the last scene was done, we would he would try pizza. And I said, you know, I've got neurofeedback. I can help you feel better if we're wrong. So let's go ahead and try the ordinary pizza. And if you don't feel worse afterwards, you know you're all better. So that's what happened. We ordered the pizza. He set aside uh, his own to have at the very end of the day because he didn't want to not remember his lines in case he was bothered. So we finished, we wrapped. Um, wrap is a term, by the way, meaning end of, you know, the, the scenes are done, and we're going home for the day. And, uh, and he went and got his pizza, and he ate it, and he was happy as could be. Happier than maybe ever. <laughs> and so uh, it was, there was no negative repercussions, and he went back to eating in a normal fashion. Now, a couple of times we brought it up again when he would have these little periods, and I'd say, Well, maybe it's your food. But it was a, a looser structure. It was more like, You know, maybe you're not getting the right uh, amount of B vitamins, or maybe you're eating too much uh, carbs, or that sort of thing, kind of the way the rest of the world thinks about it. All right, now I'm going to, before I wrap that up, that up I'm, I'm going to go and talk to you about this boy that I work with in France. And he was showing strong signs of dairy addiction. And so he really wanted milk chocolate especially, but then ice cream and and uh, also gluten, you know, he wanted lots of McDonald's hamburgers. And he was older, he was in his teens and having a lot of difficulties. And so we thought, well, you know, I talked to the parents about it. And I said, well it's looking like he is, you know, treating us at least as an addiction. So they decided to take the dairy and gluten out of their out of his diet and the ensuing stress because in their home now remember my son Rye he was in control of his world so if he chose not to have it that was very different than when your parents choose you not to have it and especially if you're at an age where you're seeing other people have it and the whole family's eating it but you're not eating it So he became thief in the night. He became the person who would steal food and was always stressed. And it was not in any way worth, not at all, worth the change in the diet. Okay? So it's really important to understand that no matter what you do for your child, the stress that you create has to be dealt with. So either everybody does it, or you get them on board with the idea where they're choosing it, or something, or you don't do it. In his case, he got better after we decided this was not worth the stress. Go ahead, let him eat all those things, and we'll use them as motivators. Hence, okay, it's got gluten, but it's also got motivation. Because from then on, we used McDonald's hamburgers as the thing that you got when you accomplished all the other stuff and you made your money from selling your your product that you cooked or baked. We, we got him in the kitchen baking, and he bakes with gluten and dairy and has a great time, and then he sells it and he eats some, and then he goes to McDonald's with his money and he gets a burger, and he is doing things he would never, ever, ever, ever have done before because we worked with it. And as a result of that, he is healed. So whether it's the gluten, the casein, the you know the the GMOs, you cannot replace taking care of stress and using motivation. It is the most powerful thing you have to work with. So the answer is: Is diet worth the stress? Answer is no. Do the diet if you can, but if it's going to cause you a divorce or make your child a thief in the night, let it go. Find another way to approach it. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host. This is a new spin on Autism Answer. So thank you for being here. Without you, I'd just be talking to myself and a couple of guests. I'm spinning in circles and I'm talking to myself. Spinning in circles and to myself, spinning in circles and talking to myself, I can't hear you.